good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are ready to read Hebrews. Now Hebrews, Hebrews has 13 chapters, so it's a pretty big letter. Um, we don't know who the author was. Some have speculated, but I, I don't know. I don't have any way to know. I know when I read it, it doesn't feel or sound exactly like one of the letters of Paul's. But definitely there's a lot of the same themes. I mean, definitely this is in agreement with other the other letters we read. <clears throat> now, this was written about, at least according to what I have here in my Bible, it was probably written about the same time as a lot of the other letters. So, who knows? It, I don't think it matters who wrote it so much as what's in it and the fact that what's in it is true to the Word of God and it's it's uh, important that we look at it from that viewpoint. It would be interesting to know for sure who wrote it, but that's one of those speculations that doesn't really matter for our purposes. Our purpose is to read this as the Word of God and to understand it and apply that to ourselves. So, and I need us to remember that that is overall the main reason that we're doing this is to, uh, you know, to lay that foundation to make sure that what we're reading, we're reading clearly and we're understanding and we apply that to ourselves as best we can. Without, I don't want it to come across in any way like we're twisting any scriptures or we're changing anything or adding to anything or taking away from anything. If there's something we don't understand, then sometimes I just have to admit that maybe I don't understand it as well as I would like and move on come back later we'll try to study and understand that at a later time Lord willing but right now <clears throat> really want to try to just lay that good foundation and read through the, the the plan the Lord willing is to read through the entire Bible including the Old Testament but definitely first here the New Testament and we're we're getting there we are slowly gradually getting there it takes time to do these things I think it's well worth our time so Alright, so this is Hebrews again, and we're going to start here in chapter 1, verse 1, and I am reading from the Amplified Bible. God, having spoken to the fathers long ago, in the voices and writings of the prophets in many separate revelations, each of which set forth a portion of the truth, and in many ways has in these last days spoken with finality to us in the person of one who is by his character and nature, his son, namely Jesus, whom he appointed heir and lawful owner of all things, through whom also he created the universe, that is, the universe as a space-time-matter continuum. Now they're getting a little, this is the Amplified Bible, they're getting a little whatever there, but, but through whom, I mean, we know that through, through the Lord Jesus, he was the word of God, that, that all things were created through him. Continuing on, the sun is the radiance and only expression of the glory of our awesome God, reflecting God's Shekinah or Shekinah glory, the light being the brilliant light of the divine and the exact representation and perfect imprint of his Father's essence, and upholding and maintaining and propelling all things, the entire physical 
and spiritual universe by his powerful word carrying the universe along its predetermined goal. Now this was a, a very extreme run-on sentence, much like what we see in some of Paul's letters. I'm not saying that Paul wrote this, I'm just saying, here we go again. But the sun is the radiance and only expression of the glory of God, and the exact representation and perfect imprint of his essence in upholding and maintaining and propelling all things by his powerful word. So. Here he is definitely talking about Jesus and the fact that Jesus is, as is said in the Gospels, and John says in his letter also reminds us that Jesus is the Son of God. He's the Word of God. All things were created from him, through him, um, from the Father, through him, and that everything is maintained and, and kept in place and, and continues through him. Alright, so when he himself and no other had by offering himself on the cross as a sacrifice for sin accomplished purification from sins and established our freedom from guilt, he sat down revealing his completed work at the right hand of the majesty on high revealing his divine authority having become as much superior to angels since he has inherited a more excellent and glorious name than they, that is, Son, the name above all names. Okay, so he's saying that once his work was accomplished, then he sat down at the right hand of God. Having been given authority, basically, as we know, has been stated, uh, at other, in other places, having been given all authority from God the Father. Okay, so, for to which of the angels did the Father say, let me read that again, because that sounds so weird. Oh, okay. For to which of the angels did the Father ever say, meaning he didn't, you are my son, today I have begotten, fathered you, established you as a son with kingly dignity, dignity. And again did he ever say to the angels, I shall be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. Well, no. And I'm not sure why they're, I guess they're clarifying that Jesus is not an angel, that he is has authority over angels, because he is the son. And you know, God said of him, not of the angels, you are my son, today I have begotten you. And again, I shall be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. So, he's just establishing Jesus' authority, and that Jesus is, you know, in a place of authority, and is over the angels. <clears throat> and when he again brings the firstborn, highest ranking son into the world, he says, and all the angels of God are to worship him. And concerning the angels, he says, who makes his angels winds and his ministering servants flame uh, flames of fire to do his bidding, but about the son, the father says to him, your throne, O God, is forever and ever, and the scepter of absolute righteousness is the scepter of his kingdom. You have loved righteousness, integrity, virtue, uprightness, in purpose, and have hated lawlessness, injustice, sin, 
Therefore God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your companions. And you, Lord, laid the foundation of the earth in the beginning, and the heavens are the works of your hands. They will perish, but you remain forever and ever. And they will all wear out like a garment, and like a robe you will roll them up. Like a garment they will be changed, but you are the same forever, and your years will never end. But, you know, and again, he's going on with this comparison saying, but to which of the angels is the father ever said? Well, he's not. I guess there had been, maybe there had been some who thought um, they should worship angels or that, I don't know. But anyway, he's establishing Jesus' authority over angels and over everything and that he says here that the earth the heavens everything it's going to wear out like a garment it's going to wear out and it will be rolled up like a robe and like a garment it will be changed and you know we have other verses later on that says there will be a new heaven and a new earth and so but you are the same forever notice i mean again the same, the same we always know, we always hear, Jesus, you know, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And your years will never end. So he continues on again, but to which of the angels has the Father ever said? Now these are, again, meant to be kind of rhetorical, like he has never said this to any of the angels. You know, <laughs> that's, the, that's the idea here. He's saying this in that way. You know, who has he ever said this to but Jesus? No one. He's only said it to Jesus. But let me continue. But to which of the angels has the Father ever said, Sit at my right hand, together with me in royal dignity, until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet in triumphant conquest? Are not all the angels ministering spirits sent out by God to serve, accompany, protect those who will inherit salvation? Of course they are. So, this is to establish that the angels, that Jesus is above the angels. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father. He is in authority over all. And to make sure that there's no confusion and that no one thinks that the angels somehow are over the Lord or you know I, this is just to make sure that people understand that the angels are there as servants at the very end he really puts it to us you know the angels are ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation and that that means Jesus that also means us we are in the the body of Christ we are in uh, the church, we are in citizens of the kingdom, we are um, the children of God. Yes, Jesus is our older brother, he's the firstborn, but we are the other children coming along behind him. And again, the angels are sent as ministering spirits to us. They are, we know we are not to obey or worship or follow angels. We are to follow the Lord, obey and worship God and Jesus. That's that's whose you know that's whose authority we follow. 
And that's, that's also whose authority the angels follow. And we are, um, but as children, you know, the angels are here or would be here to assist us, you know, ministering spirits sent by God. So I'm not a big, I guess I don't get into angels real big because I feel like people can easily be distracted. Um, unfortunately, we have a couple of religions where people are easily it proves out that people are easily distracted and fooled by thinking that they should follow what some angel supposedly has told others. And that's not, you know, that's not a good thing. We, um, anytime anyone, whether it be a being of light or any other being, tells you something that's in contradiction to God's word, well, it's wrong. And that means they are not from God. That's just the way it is. So, all right. So that is the first chapter of Hebrews. And in this chapter, he is really just establishing the authority of Jesus. Jesus completed his work and sat down at the right hand of God the Father with that work completed. So he's done the work. He's done the job that he set out to do. He has given us salvation not the angels, but but Jesus, the Son of God, has done that. So, I want to thank you for listening. hope you have a wonderful day. And remember, God loves you.